Welcome to the programme notes for What I Don't Know About Autism by Jodie O'Neill. The play is directed by Donald Gallagher and the choreographer is Cindy Cummings. The set and costume design is Maeve Lambert. Lighting design is by Owen Winning and the composer and sound design is by Carl Kennedy. This production will be in the Peacock Theatre from the 1st to the 8th February 2020. Monday to Saturday at 8pm with a matinee on Saturday at 2.30pm. The performance lasts for one hour and ten minutes without an interval. All performances will be relaxed performances. This means there will be a relaxed approach to noise during the show and audience members are free to move about or leave the auditorium as they need. About the play. Sandra is looking for love. Gordon is seeking acceptance. Simon just wants these parents to stop talking for two minutes so he can get on with teaching their kids. And Casper? Casper is not here. What I Don't Know About Autism takes the audience on a highly theatrical journey, performed by a cast of autistic and non-autistic actors. It is a sometimes comic, sometimes heartbreaking look at the world of autism. The play mixes narrative, song, dance and direct address to explore this contentious and often misunderstood subject matter. Inspired by the writer's own experiences with autism, the play celebrates autistic identity whilst offering deeper insight and understanding to non-autistic audiences. Content warning. Although the show contains many moments of humour and lightness, it also contains discussion of the killing of a child, mistreatment of children, ableism and childbirth. Brief violence, profane language, ableism and alcohol usage depicted on stage. This show is suitable for ages 16 plus. Any instances of loud noise and music are flagged in advance by performers each time during the show. About the set. In this play, the set is very simple. The floor, admiral blue, framed by white tape. The furniture in the first scene are three steps either side of the stage. The top step, about one metre high. Each step is about one metre wide. They are rounded and on unseen wheels so that they can be taken apart and moved to create a circular space, amongst other things. These steps are painted at the top, indigo blue, which fades to a light blue at the bottom of each step. To the front far left and right are flip charts. On the whiteboard of each are written in blue marker the scenes, 1 to 12 on the left, 13 to 23 on the right. Above the scenes written in red is the name of the play. Actors introduce each scene and cross them off as they go. At the back of the space is a black linen backdrop. All the dialogue is captioned in white font upon it. Sometimes, when light hits this large piece of cloth, we can see characters behind it. In scene one, a rebounder sits centre stage. Characters sit and jump upon it. At some point, a small green egg timer and then a larger hourglass are retrieved by Eleanor from behind the steps. At one point in scene one, a character shakes hands with the audience in the front row. At other times in the play, a character may run, walk or speak from the aisles. When the cast group together for question time, 
they will be standing to our front left in a spotlight beside the flip chart. In scene two, the furniture is moved to form a circular space, reminiscent of a gladiator ring in form. Two actors hold the trampoline level with the top of this space to make a dark, small area underneath that Sam sits within, cross-legged. Scene three. All but two pieces of furniture are removed. Now there is a piano with seat behind it to the left of the space. A small keyboard is placed on the piano top. The character, Jonathan, puts earplugs in before the beginning of this scene and at some point during the scene uses a spinner. Scene 4. Now there are two steps placed to our front left. Mother, father and son, Harry, sit on the steps. Mother and father smile for the camera. Harry, cross-legged, looks out to the audience. Mother physically puts Harry into position for the photograph. In scene 5. Pieces of furniture are placed around the space and characters use them to stim. In scene seven, characters move around in exaggerated and comical ballet dance moves, whilst moving furniture to represent a fancy restaurant, dining table and two chairs complete with white tablecloth, wine glasses and cutlery. Matthew and Jodie stand behind the characters in this scene, speaking the young couple's inner thoughts. Later in the scene, actors dance in unison and let loose, stimming. In scene nine, mother and daughter sit at a table in a cafe to our left. They both use a mobile phone from time to time. Scene ten, furniture turns into something resembling a large electric chair, the type you might find on death row. The lighting becomes dark and eerie. Scene eleven, a place where children play on the floor. Two parents sit on benches nearby. Later in the scene, two children go into their imaginations. The lighting is quite distinctive. The floor becomes a luminous blue and the backdrop the cosmos, giving us the feeling of floating in space. Scene 12. Two seats in a TV studio. Mother clasps Casper's coat. Sometimes other characters can be seen standing behind the backdrop. Scene 13. Names of the following children appear on the backdrop. Kazuno Suda, Ashlyn Ellis, Jaden Webb, Sarah Dubois Gilbo, Robbie Ballinger, Andrew Freund Jr., Ari Ass, Maya Ass, John Savage, Malachi Lawson, Hector Pizarro, Cheng Tinghin, Aurelia Castello, Sam Vith, Susan Gibson, Daniel Gibson, Sheshank Reddy, Adip Reddy, Christopher Bosselman, Tyler Talmage, Aidan Talmage, Heaven Watkins, Sumitra, Chloe Hobbs, Jacob Edwards, Emma Rose Bingerman, Mason Jordan, Jalen Goldsborough, Jonathan Schmoyer, Michael Guzman, Sanna Cunningham, Noah Campbell, 
Kente Williams, Sabrina Ray, Brianna Gussert, Omer Omran. Scene 14. Again, a circular space is made. Characters sit and stand around it. Scene 15. An empty stage, but for the rebounder placed centrally. Scene 17. A bare stage. A song and dance routine with plenty of light changes. Pinks, purples, bright red. Scene 18. Three steps are brought in and placed in a row, rather like the Olympic award ceremonies. Characters stand upon them and beside them in a line, motionless with their backs to us. They stand in semi-darkness, with white light hitting them here and there on their shoulders, backs of heads, a hand. Scene 19. Actors sit on furniture and address us. Scene 20. One piece of furniture left centrally for mother and son to sit back to back upon. In scene 21, furniture is removed for a dance party. Red and purple disco lights flash as all characters apart from Sandra dance. Scene 22. A single trampoline that Gordon sits upon holding a guitar. Scene 23. All actors stand in a line before us. About the characters and costumes. There are six actors in the play who each play a number of characters. They will introduce themselves at the beginning of the show. I'll introduce them here in the same order. Eleanor Walsh plays herself, Michael, Sandra, the woman on a date, doctor, child. Eleanor is a woman in her twenties. She has a friendly face framed by her long dark brown hair pulled back into a loose ponytail. Eleanor wears a mustard-coloured cotton shirt dress a belt around her waist with black tights and bright red runners. When playing the doctor, she wears a white lab coat with a black eye patch over one eye, brandishing in her hand a long, thin red cattle prodder. There is a softness and a strength in her movements. She is animated in her gestures and speech. Shea Croke plays himself, Mary, Sam, Child, Jonathan, Simon, a sports instructor, and Gordon. He is a young man, about 20 years old, of average height with mousy brown hair in a smart, short back and side style. Shay wears faded blue drainpipe jeans and a navy blue t-shirt, over which he wears an unbuttoned burgundy navy blue and white checked shirt. On his feet, blue runners with white laces. Shay has a deep voice and a gentle look in his eyes. He sometimes stims with his fingers. Jason Murray plays himself, Alison, Harry, Colm, the man on a date, and parent. Jason is a little shorter than Shay with broad shoulders. His shoulder-length dark hair has tight curls which, when released from the ponytail he wears it up in, appears wild. His round face is framed by a short beard and small moustache. He wears sienna brown chinos, a speckled blue and sienna brown shirt, buttoned up to the neck, which hangs loosely outside the trousers. On his feet, white and grey runners with a hint of pink. Jason is about the same age as Shay. Matthew Raleigh plays Matthew, Megan, parent, waiter and child. He's a tall, thin guy, about 40 years old, with a slight twang of an Australian accent. He wears khaki trousers with a peach polo t-shirt and khaki runners with orange on the soles. His brown hair is cut short. Jodie O'Neill plays herself, James, teacher, mother and doctor's assistant. She is petite, 
in her mid to late thirties. She wears a stylish short-sleeved cotton jumpsuit which rests at her shins. The jumpsuit is dark brown with large print flowers on it in azure blue and sienna brown. A small yellow flower is speckled here and there. On her feet, dark brown lace-up suede shoe boots. When she plays a doctor's assistant, on her head, she wears a cartoon-like nurse's cap with a red cross upon it. Her dusty blonde hair in a short bob, pinned back from her face, frames her finely sculpted features. Paula McGlinchey plays herself, Peter, teacher, a mother, waitress, child and a TV interviewer. Paula has dark brown shoulder-length hair, which frames her round face and high cheekbones. She wears a navy blue smock dress that rests just above the knee and deep red tights. On her feet, black lace-up plimsolls. Paula is about 40 years old. The voice of Casper is played by all of the actors. Casper is represented by an eight-year-old child's red-checked jacket with a black hood which stands centrally behind the black screen and appears when spoken about. That concludes the programme notes for this production of What I Don't Know About Autism. They were prepared by Maureen Hart. Audio description at the Abbey Theatre is provided by Arts and Disability Ireland with support from the Arts Council. For updates about audio described and captioned performances, text Access Arts to 51444 or head to www.adiarts.ie for more information. Thank you.